Episode 300, The Big 300, September 28, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. For over 299 episodes, Amazon.com has been giving Jeep lovers a great way to help support the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes or have gotten any benefit from what we do here, well, then please consider using our link to give back. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and a small percentage of what you buy will go towards the show. Well, the European Union nations agreed in 2014 that car makers should limit CO2 emissions to 95 grams per kilometer across their entire model range within seven years. To put that in perspective, a car using today's technology would have to get no less than 57.44 miles per gallon in order to have that clean of emissions. BMW, Volkswagen, Ford, Hyundai, and yes, FCA too, will all very likely be unable to get their emissions to meet the new standards by 2021 deadline, according to a new study released this week. And if they can't meet those new standards, then they'll face fines running into the billions, that's billions with an M, for failure to meet what many are calling ridiculously tough new European carbon dioxide emission limits slated to go into effect in 2021. Out of 11 car makers, only four are projected to meet the EU 2021 CO2 emissions target, with the rest facing significant fines. There is nothing less than a revolution facing the car industry, and those manufacturers who fail to keep up will end up facing potential fines in the billions. According to experts, most car makers will face some degree of penalties in and after the 2021 model year, especially German and American manufacturers, which often offer larger, more polluting engines. Now, none of this is written in stone, guys. This is all pretty much hypothetical projections based on today's available technology. However, this should be a wake-up call for those automakers looking to expand or dominate in a global market. Jeep, if you want to sell or make cars in the EU, you had better be prepared to make them greener than a biodegradable solar-powered Prius with a wind sail. That's all we're saying. (laughs) Now, we've reported on the progress of the plant that is getting retooled to make all the new 2018 Jeep Wranglers. Tammy even got to unofficially see things for herself recently, but we're not allowed to confirm nor deny that actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what sure secret. is that the <laughs> what sure is that the workers at the Toledo Assembly Complex have been at it for months gearing up to build the next generation Jeeps? As the process of bringing all the workers back to the plant continues, employees are getting a chance to drive what they build. It's called the Jeep Wrangler Immersion, and it includes a series of off-road courses that they have a chance to navigate. From the very beginning, the Wrangler's calling card has certainly been its off-road capabilities. Employees at the Toledo Assembly Complex have been putting the vehicle they build to the test. For many of them, this is the first time they've actually been behind the wheel of a Wrangler on an off-road course. Getting them back to work has been a three-part process, though. In addition to the off-road course, employees are also spending a day volunteering in the community and three days in the training center at the University of Toledo. Adam Hillcock is a human resources manager at the Toledo Assembly Complex and says that as a business, safety and quality are always your top priorities. For employees, this experience teaches them the importance of always teaches the importance and value of every component they put into that vehicle. Most employees have been idled since April when the plant was retooled for the new Wrangler. Workers have been coming back in waves, and according to an FCA source, the first ship will return Monday, October 2nd, to get ready for the big launch in November. 
Well, there's a new spy photo out of a barely camouflaged 2018 Wrangler Rubicon. We're months away from the Wrangler JL's introduction at the Los Angeles Auto Show, where we will find out for sure what's new beyond an all-new front end designed around FCA's V6, a diesel variant, and a turbo four-cylinder. Spy Shots also captured an upgraded interior, and I have also heard rumors just recently that there may be a powered top option. Mm. Unfortunately, we don't get to see any of that in this pick, but we do get to see the all-new LED lights in action, which I must say will look pretty cool. What's also interesting about this is the pick in, in this picture is that is that the picture is reported to have been taken in Michigan, quite north of the Jeep home grounds. And heads up to all Jeepers out there with a camera and eyeballs. If you ever get a chance to snap a couple of spy shots of Jeep testing a prototype vehicle, well, please send them to us at info at jeeptalkshow.com. And I want to thank all you guys out there who every week help us out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you have something you think we should report on or you have a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. What would you, you say that guy's name was? Hillcock? Yes. And he's out testing uh, Wranglers on uh, on uh, hilly on the company dime, hilly yes. <laughs> on hills and stuff. <laughs> I think that was a made up name, Josh. <laughs> not I from, don't know about not that. from you, but from whoever was reporting it. Right. <laughs> well, we'll just have to ask Royal if that's a person that even works there. Oh, hell uh, yeah, yeah. It may be uh, maybe an inside joke. We get some information on, but uh, that's great. You know, I. I can't help but wonder how many of them get out there to test uh, drive the uh, the Wranglers on the company's dime and just fall in love with that whole idea of going up and over things that you can't see over and uh, living to tell the tale. Well, there's a lot more to this story that obviously I, I can't add into just a brief news story here the first few minutes of the top of the show, but they did do a, um, some interviews locally. Um, and got a chance to to talk with some of the some of the employees there um, at the Toledo assembly plant who got a chance to do this. And a couple of them had never been off road, even being you know multi year employees at a Jeep facility had never been in a Jeep off road or been off road at all for that matter. And so some of them never had ever experienced something like cresting a hill, not being able to see what's you know on the other side, and then coming down and only seeing trail, you know, all this sort of stuff and never being able to really see what a Jeep can do. And you have, you know, three wheels on the ground and one of them's way up in the air and it's still, you know, just fine. So it was really kind of neat to see some of these people who build Jeeps for a living but never really understood what they can do. I well, know. I know when they when they have their um, picnic, the Toledo like other they have the family. Oh, picnic. I can only imagine what a party that is. Boy, <laughs> yeah, they they have like a little off road course that they take the jeeps on. Apparently, I this looked that. like it was on the grounds of the Toledo complex. I mean, which yeah. I mean, unto itself is a giant chunk of land. So right. I could easily imagine that they have a little, you know, back 40 kind of sectioned off, you know, like, okay, we're going to bring in a bulldozer. Let's, you know, move some dirt around. Okay, let's set this right. up here and, you know, yes, have a little bit of an obstacle course. And this one was, wasn't, you know, just a mound of dirt that people got to drive over. This was an actual obstacle course. Several minutes to navigate, logs, lots of dirt mounds, rocks, I mean, the whole nine yards. So this was pretty cool. And I must say I'm very jealous of the employees over the Toledo assembly plant this week. Hey guys, coming up later in the show, it's never too early to start prepping for winter. So Tammy's going to tell us how to put together the best winter survival kit. All right. Well, we've been a, a long time from, uh, from having this. Uh, Jeep tips. If you're a long time listener or a viewer, you, uh, you know about Steve 4.3 LXJ and his uh, seemingly unlimited knowledge about Jeeps. Uh, you know, he started with a Jeep. I think he, he, the first vehicle he drove was a Jeep. 
and uh, it was back before there was lift kits and uh, special tires and uh, the whole nine yards. So let's word get- on the street is that he had a Kaiser emblem on his forehead when he came out of Mama. So I mean, <laughs> just rumors, rumors. Uh, you know, I just heard it from the you know grapevine, whatever. I had no idea he was kin to the Kaiser. All right, well, let's get over to some uh, some great Jeep tips from uh, Steve. This I think this is going to be part one of airing down. You heard it said before. You'll hear it again. You should air down your tires when you go off-road. Now, you might be wondering why. This could be a real pain in the neck if you can't air them back up, but we can talk about those kinds of things later. There are a number of benefits to airing down. One is you get a nicer ride. Those little stones, you know, two, three inches in diameter, the tires will soak them up, and it'll be much more comfortable in the cab. But aside from that, the biggest benefit to airing down your tires is that you get aided traction. And we're not talking about just a little bit. We're talking about maybe three times as good a traction as you would with street pressure. And that's worth considering when you want to go off-road. It may mean the difference between, I really need that locker, or I can get by without it. So, what does it do? Well, what happens as the tire deflates, the footprint of the tire starts getting bigger. It doesn't get any wider, but it gets longer. And so when you you do this, you're increasing the amount of surface area that is on the ground. And since you're relying on friction in a surface that's not like asphalt, it's got some amount of less friction, like whether it's dirt, gravel, rocks, sand, snow, whatever it is, there's a less coefficient of friction than there would be on asphalt. So having that extra two or three times the amount of traction really helps. So, how far do I air down my tires anyway? Well, that can be a little bit subjective depending on how many plies are in your tires, how large your tires are, and how uh, much your vehicle weighs. Uh, JK weighs much more than, say, a CJ. In fact, you can almost look at twice the amount of weight between a JKU and a flat fender Jeep. So, how far do I air down? 15 pounds is a rule of thumb, and you can start with that. Now, I've been using 15 pounds a lot, but there are times you may want to go lower. For instance, if I go into soft snow, I'll air down to around 8 pounds. And there have been times, for instance, when I had a a CJ5 with some really wide ag tires on there, that I went down as low as 2.5 pounds to get a good footprint on the sand. So... What you want to do is to air down enough so that you get a footprint that is about 10 inches long. And when you get that, the tire will conform to obstacles. You'll get more traction. Uh, your ride will be smoother, and you'll have a much better day. Always good to know. And uh, I think we all have uh, some, uh, uh, well, even the, even the people that have done airing down, I think there's always something that you can learn about it. Well, that's just it. Is a lot of people know that they should air down, but they might not know why. Or even how much to air down. There you go. Yeah. Because you hear so many different, like, oh, I air down to four, and I air down to this, and, you know, and some people have beadlock, some people don't, and, right. you know, some people have 35, some people have regular stock tires, so I think it 
all just depends. Yeah, and as we found out from a recent interview uh, with uh, Race Line Wheels, even the uh, width of the wheel will make a difference. I I'd heard Big about that in yeah. the past, but he he was very good about explaining exactly the reason why, uh, <laughs> which I really appreciated. Because I always kind of have a tendency to think that it's just uh, um, rumor BS until I, I, I fully understand the reasoning behind it. So now I do, and uh, now I wish I didn't get the ten inch rims. Uh-huh. <laughs> that you do <laughs> well i just have to see i think that all that all that really means is i just need to be careful about how far i air down all that means is you got to go to a 1350 wide tire that's what that means <laughs> oh it was he, he actually said just the opposite it has to do with uh, the width of the tire itself you know whenever it's not inflated uh measure that distance and then that's the the you need to get close to the size of that rim that way you're not stressing the the sidewalls uh, and it's less likely to pop the bead is basically what I got out of it. But anyway, that's a uh, that's a different conversation. Just reminded me of it. Well, I'm looking forward. How many parts does Steve have? I don't know yet. Uh, okay. I would. Well, think, he did lose a finger and knob. I was going to so say. I would, <laughs> I would think there's a, a one or two parts that Steve yeah. would uh, <laughs> like to claim. Well, hey guys, we are at it. We, uh, we're, we've made it, I guess you could say. Most Yay. said we would Woo. never get this far, but we have done it. 300 episodes, everybody. We've made it to 300. And, uh, and yeah, we couldn't be more proud. And of course, we couldn't have done it. We couldn't have made it to this point without you guys, our listeners. So just want to take a moment and, uh, and give you guys 300 spanks on the butt for, um, uh, yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, 300 episodes, and, and you guys have been a large part of it the entire time. Uh, obviously, this started off much different than the show, than what you're hearing today. And the show has progressed over the years, and, and we always are trying to make it better. We're always trying to make improvements. We're always trying to give you guys a better show or a sh- more of a show of what you want. And, uh, and we've well, made it to 300 episodes doing that, and we're, keep on, we're just going to keep on chugging. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, a lot more shows. Lo- uh, looking forward to you guys uh, being here with us. Uh, so, uh, you know, the interesting thing is 300 shows, and we've never had a fight. You guys heard that, right? Whenever uh, everybody has like a, a five-year anniversary, 10-year anniversary, that's what you always say, Good and they've point. never had a fight. On the <laughs> air. Never changed the oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never changed the oil. <laughs> Did you change the oil? No, I didn't. That's all right. I don't care. No fight here. Uh, oh, you know, uh, we've got some interesting uh, things to talk about as far as going forward, episode 301 and beyond, uh, as we've been uh, alluding to and actually spoke about last week, we're going to be making a few changes to the show. Um, Indeed we are. Yeah, one of the biggest changes that you guys are going to notice right off the bat is, well, we're not changing the entire format, but you, are, you guys are going to be getting a lot more show. We're going from a roughly 60-minute show to going to be a roughly 90-minute show. You guys are getting, what? what is that, 30% more talk show? I don't know. What I, I, I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, what percentage would that be? You know, it's funny because uh, last week we, hit, we did like an hour and 20 minutes on that show. So it was almost no, like know, a 90-minute we show. Yeah, I yeah. know. We, we've gone long. We usually do go long. But uh, we, we've got a couple short shows out there as well, guys. But you know, part of this is that we are combining the two shows. We've been for, uh, well, a good year or more now, a couple of years, we've been doing a, a show on Tuesdays. It's been the Jeep Talk call-in show. Uh, we've been interviewing guests and having you guys participate with the show as well by giving us a call and be at BSing with the hosts and whatnot. Well, we're going to combine all of that into the main show, the big show, the show that we do on Thursdays. And one of the other changes that you guys are going to notice right off the bat is we're also going to be not doing the show live anymore. That's right. We're dropping the live show. 
Now, that doesn't mean Aww. that you guys can't see us anymore. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you guys aren't going to still be able to get the same show that you've always gotten. It just means that we're not going to be focusing on the video aspects of this quite as much as we have been lately. And we're going to be focusing more on producing better audio for you guys and getting more content out to you. Yeah, the video will still be there. It just won't be live. Uh, you'll be able to, uh, it will be available on uh, YouTube. But probably what you're going to see, uh, and we're still having discussions about this. This is why I say probably. Uh, what you'll see is instead of a an hour, hour and a half long video, you'll see little snippets, uh, snippets that really focus on the parts of the uh, the audio podcast where there's things to see. Like when Tammy uh, actually remembers to have her item at her desk to show. Have it with me too. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to show you yet. <laughs> and uh, she actually holds it, up, holds it up to the camera. Uh, and this was actually straight from from one of you guys uh, a comment on YouTube. Well, several of you guys, really, yeah. actually. Well, the one recently uh, helped uh, get this idea home, and that's why we always encourage you guys to share your thoughts and ideas with us because it was a good idea. Uh, I've always kind of thought that uh, talking heads for an hour or so is kind of uh, I don't know, kind of boring. Uh, it would be hard for me to do, but some people just listen to the audio uh, on YouTube. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so we're going to have those little clips available. And I think that kind of, uh, focuses better with, uh, the YouTube audience is something, uh, short and something instead of something that's very, very long, uh, audio of course will, will be the, the full thing that you've always, uh, come to come to see. And, uh, as Josh already mentioned, some interviews, we're going to be pulling those interviews that we've been doing, uh, not, not the interviews, but the, the idea of the, the guest interviews that we were doing on the Jeep talk Colin show and bringing over here to the main show. I guess we were doing a, a test run, a year-long test run on the Jeep Talk Holland show. Market analysis. Those interviews Market were analysis. awesome. Oh, they were. They were a lot of they fun. You guys had some really Fabulous. good ones, yeah. And we're going to yeah. be continuing with that moving forward, guys. And here, So here's to another 300 episodes and an even better Jeep Talk show moving forward. Yeah, and that's the whole point, just trying to make it better for you guys. And uh, it, it helps if you guys do like the show to make sure you tell your friends about it. Uh, now, Tammy, uh, this is we'll probably we'll repeat this later in the show. But who's our who's our first guest going to be in October on episode three hundred one? I am excited to announce um, Ron North has agreed to be our first interview, and he's from Steer Smarts. And uh, they are the folks that uh, uh, I don't want to say it's a steering stabilizer because it's much more than that. Oh no! It's but it's not. but it's basically that type of thing. It helps smooth out the ride what what people think steering stabilizers do (laughs) this thing actually does it (laughs) it's it's kind of like uh i guess some people call it like a steering dampener yeah um but that's what they started out as and now they have they've grown so much well they've been very successful there's yeah since um, that first as we know uh the uh we we've heard several people make comments on the the steer smart setup the griffin uh, and what was the other one, Tammy? The Griffin, the Yeti, the Yeti, the Yeti. and uh, doing very well. And of course, whenever uh, you make a good product, uh, people uh, beat the pro- the path to your door. Um, so, uh, Tammy, I don't know if we should mention this. I- I'll just mention that uh, the the Steer Smarts equipment that you got, you got a week to get it on your Jeep because you know Ron- yeah. Ron's going to be asking. Otherwise, there will be a repo forcibly. <laughs> yeah, he's Ron. Ron. I dare him. I dare him. <laughs> Ron's going to say, how does it, uh, how's it working on the Jeep, Tammy? And Tammy's going to go, uh, working great. Cut to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're looking forward to it. Hope you guys uh, enjoy it. And, uh, so that's one of the reasons why we're canceling the live show is it's going to get started earlier. And, uh, Josh is still, uh, uh, on the fence about actually showing up on, uh, on time. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes. 
<laughs> Cutting into my dinner time, man. <laughs> you know, just bring me a sandwich to the show. Everybody oh, will yeah. understand. That'll, that'll be great. You guys want to? You guys want to hear me <laughs> chewing food in your in your ear holes? Oh yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> You're listening to a four by four radio network podcast. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the many proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. If you're looking for audio that is off-road related, well, we got your one-stop shop, guys. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and the Trail, Trace, Trail Tracers podcast. And yes, you can find us there, too. And speaking of one place where a lot of off-road stuff happens... Tony was at the Ultimate Jeep Jam on September 23rd in Katy, Texas, and got an interview with Destiny Day, who is a new Jeep owner. Yep, this was uh, the Jeep, uh, the <laughs> Ultimate Jeep uh, Jam. No, it wasn't a jam. Was it a jam? That was there music. I think I think it was people were jamming there. It was a jam. Uh, I didn't see any peanut butter. Ultimate Jeep Jam. Uh, it was uh, this past Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, and it was right here in Katy, Texas. That was the How thing that convenient. got me. That was the thing that got the got me was it was just right here. And you know, I found out about it about uh, four days before it before it happened. Now this was kind of interesting. I thought this was strange, and I've I've since learned that it is kind of strange. It was a uh, a jam that was put on by many different groups and clubs in the area, not just one. Uh, West Side Underground, uh, West Houston Jeepers. Uh, Java and Jeeps. That sounds like Ooh, a dangerous combination yeah. there, but but very exciting. Uh, <laughs> Jeeps at the Beach, Skyland Jeep Club, and Texas Four Wheel Drive Katy Chapter. Uh, they wow. all they all put this on, and uh, there was easily easily 150 Jeeps out there. Oh I didn't, man, I didn't count them. There was probably 200. Uh, nice. There, so there was uh, there was 198 uh, Wranglers and two Cherokees. <laughs> 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 are you being serious <laughs> I, there was my cherokee and there was one other cherokee that's oh all my God. i saw <laughs> so you got like an honorable mention then <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the hell is that thing <laughs> but there was some beautiful wranglers out there somebody uh many people actually had spent a lot of time and effort uh, i i saw one that uh had that kevlar bed armor sprayed all over it oh those are sweet and and a bunch of those. It was it wasn't something that you could really tell until you uh, you know you get up a little closer to it, and then you can see all those little bumps in there. Yeah. And uh, it was really really cool. I actually got a picture of not only the Jeep but an up close uh, picture so you could see the uh, the bumpy texture. But you any of those posted up on our Instagram yet, Tony? Or I, I do. They, oh, okay, very good. They were they were up there on uh, on Saturday, the day of the event. So uh, they they are there. If you're not following the Jeep Talk Show on Instagram, you should be as well as Facebook and uh, YouTube. So anyway, uh, I, I was uh, able to speak with uh, two people at the uh, at the jam and uh, that agreed to do an interview with me. And I didn't realize it until I was uh, interviewing uh, this uh, this young lady uh, and her Jeep that I had uh, was only interviewing people with red Jeeps. And we're talking to Destiny. Destiny has a beautiful, oh, do you know, I just realized I'm picking on red Jeeps. Destiny, how did you come up with a red Jeep? You know, um, actually, before I ever got a Jeep, that was red's my favorite color. So that's uh, what I wanted. And there's an interesting story behind how I ended up in a Jeep to begin with. Because I became friends with people in West Houston Jeepers that were in the club. And they were all giving me a hard time and telling me I needed to get a Jeep. And I was like, well, I'll try. But 
I had a Ford Fusion and I was probably going to be upside down on it. So I was, went and started looking into it and I was going to be upside down and rolling the payment over was just going to be too much. And then um, on Valentine's Day, I ended up totaling my vehicle that night. It was a complete loss. And the first Jeep I looked into was actually available and ended up being Harley Quinn. But you named it, right? You put the name on it. Yes. So did you have that in mind when you got it? Or uh, was it something you were looking at when you got a Jeep, you were going to put that name on it? Or do you name all your vehicles that? Definitely not name all of my vehicles that. I never thought I would have a vehicle that was named. Um, until I started looking into Jeeps, I was thinking about the idea of getting a red and black Jeep. One of my friends that was in the group had a red and black Jeep, and I said, I don't want to copy you if I can do this, but red and black is my favorite color combination. And I was like, you know, I could actually make... Harley Quinn be the name of the Jeep because I've always had the identification of Wonder Woman. I wrestled in high school. I do jujitsu now. And so that's kind of my, I've kind of adopted that. She's my favorite superhero. And so I wanted that to be kind of my sort of, you know, alter ego, even though obviously I'm not Wonder Woman, but um, strive to be that, you know, woman and that example. I work with children, so I love to be an example for them as a strong woman and a woman that can, you know, take care of herself and then also be compassionate at the same time. Um, so whenever it came to choosing the Jeep, I was like, you know, I want that duality. I want the good and the kind of evil. So you say red and black is your favorite color. I want you to turn around right behind you and look at that red and black uh, Cherokee over there. Yes, I see it. <laughs> what do you think? Well, it's still a Jeep. <laughs> and it's red and black. I, I will support red Jeeps, even if it's a Cherokee. That's so do you see a lot of uh, anti-Cherokee sentiment in the uh, in the club? You know, there are people that want to be, oh, we're only Jeeps if you're a Wrangler or you can't go with us and, you know, do as much as we can. I really, you know, in the group I'm in particular, I don't see a lot of that. There probably is that in the Jeep world overall, a little bit of, yeah. But, I mean, the people that I spend time with, before one of them got a Wrangler, she had a Cherokee. So she hung out with us all the time. So, I mean, we try really hard not to treat people that way. Now, what are your plans for it? Do you have any modification plans? You don't have to modify a Jeep, by the way, but I'm curious if, you, if you're thinking about that. Well, there is a lot of pressure, of course, in the Jeep community to do modifications. Um, however, I have debated whether I actually ever want to lift it. I don't know if I want to go to that extent. Um, I kind of think practically about warranty and things like that. You know, I don't want to do anything that could violate that, especially because having a future and a family. Um, it will, it's my daily driver as well as my fun vehicle. So, um, but I love music and my first degree is in music. So I think the first big expense that I'll put is a really good sound system because the Jeep's not necessarily known stock for its sound system. No, that's not really what they designed it for. Um, now, have you ridden in a lifted Jeep? Yes, I have. It is a different ride. I already feel like coming from having a Mustang, which was low to the ground, followed by a Ford Fusion, also low to the ground, and a very smooth ride. It was a big change to go to having a Jeep that's not as smooth of a ride. So that would be an additional adjustment, and then you worry about gas mileage, too. So so now i got to ask this. You, you've had this uh, when Hurricane Harvey dumped a lot of rain over here. How did you feel whenever all that flooding was going on, having a Jeep, or, or did you feel any different? Um, 
Actually, I was glad because there was one point where in front of my parents' house, the the water literally got up almost to the top of my tires. Um, And it was one of those times where I was like, you know, this is a good time to have a lifted vehicle. I couldn't necessarily go do rescue missions in certain areas where other people were, but I was able to take my Jeep to a couple demolition areas. We we did some demolition and volunteering for a family. Um, and then also I did go through some high water at one point, just trying to get back and forth from my parents' house to check on them to my place um, during all of that. So it was definitely beneficial at this point. After seeing that, I can't say that I would want to go backwards. I have several friends that did lose their vehicles, even when their houses were fine. So uh, how did you feel going through that high water? Were you nervous about it? Was it because it's a new experience? That was, and my boyfriend was with me and can attest to that, that was probably one of the scariest moments in my life because even though I wasn't really afraid for myself, it was just you know, am I going to make it through this? Is it going to stall out? I just got this in February, you know, and it is a standard. So, um, I was really hoping I was going to make it through and, um, it was pretty intense. I have to say that was a new experience, not something I ever thought I'd have a vehicle that could go through. If somebody wanted to find you on social media, is there something you'd like to tell them where they can find you and maybe, uh, watch the travels of, uh, your modifications on your Jeep? I do have an Instagram. So Destiny Day, um, Destiny with two E's at the end, Day, D-A-Y-E. Excellent. Well, thank you a lot. Was there anything you wanted to add before we wrapped it up? Um, no, just thank you for your time and I hope you enjoy the rest of the Jeep event. Thank you. It was really a lot of fun being out there and uh, I, trying to think of it, I think that is actually my first Jeep event that I've ever been to because um, they're always many, many hours away or states away. They're pretty cool meeting up with all those different people. It's wonderful seeing uh, yeah. all the the modifications and all the Jeeps yeah. and all the all the colors. And uh, uh, there was a uh, an LJ out there, a yellow LJ. Uh, there was actually several TJs that were out there, and uh, it was uh, it's it's a lot of fun seeing the modifications. One thing I'll say, and and I'd like to get your your opinions on this. Uh, well, first off, let me before I go down that road, Tammy. I know you had a concern about the warranty on your brand new Rubicon about putting lift and tires and stuff on it. And uh, of course you heard the, her destiny uh, talk about that, uh, her concern about that. Uh, How did you handle that? Um, Well, actually when I like my lift and my tires, um, I had a Jeep dealer put it on and it's Adams extreme motorsports. And that's what they do is they lift Jeeps and they sell lifted Jeeps. They sell brand new lifted Jeeps. And, um, like the lift is warranted by the company that you get the lift from, like Metal Cloak was my lift. But, you know, if you have these people do, you know, the dealers or, you know, specialty shops like this do the, um, the modifications, right. yeah, your, your warranty is going to be fine. Excellent. Um, so uh, we're not trying to make you spend any money out there, Destiny, no. but if you want to... <laughs> <laughs> you certainly certainly can, but she has a beautiful red Jeep there, and uh, I guess that uh, uh, that uh, that we heard some we heard some interesting uh, like new uh, Jeep or new to the Jeep world uh, comments in there, and I'd be interested in hearing some of those comments say in uh, two or three years when she has uh, more uh, Jeep time under her belt or a year, not even. Yeah, I, I do want to mention though the one thing you do need to be careful about is insurance. Like if something happens and, you know, to your Jeep. That is and, very true. 
I right. actually uh, I wor- worked with a guy who had to put special kind of insurance on his Wrangler just because of how much he had invested into it. Right. And because this was oh. also a, a sales rep vehicle as well, he needed to make sure that everything was covered on this from the vinyl wrap to the winch. And and he yep. had to get with his insurance company and get a special kind of insurance that, you know, they don't tell you about unless you ask about it. And this is the kind of insurance that, that people generally who have, you know, classic cars or, you know, race vehicles or stuff like that have on on, on these vehicles, that, that type of coverage. Because your, your average collision or comprehensive insurance coverage will not cover anything in a rollover right. when you are off-road because you're, you're off the road. So, right. yeah, that's, so most insurance companies will not cover you guys if, you, if you're off-road. So it, there are off-road vehicle types of insurance that will cover not only the vehicle but also damage to the vehicle and also, more importantly, cover the cost of your aftermarket stuff. Market parts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so the other thing I was going to ask you guys about, and just get your opinion on this, uh, one of the competitions they had out there at the Ultimate Jeep Jam uh, was a, um, I think it was basically how loud is your stereo competition. I think it mattered. I heard a couple of car alarms going off yeah. in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think it mattered the the quality of the sound, but they were judging it from outside the vehicle. So there's, I think there's a limited amount of quality that you can get from outside. Now, what, Tony, let me ask you this because I I, I used to be a part of that scene, uh, working in, in aftermarket, uh, and working in mobile electronics and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I was a part of, I ask competitions and stuff, international sound competition ah, association. Okay, good. And so I don't know if this was a sanctioned event where they had the proper equipment for measuring SPL and DB and stuff like that, sound pressure level and decibels and, and you know, thing, things like that. This is how those things sort of things are measured. Now, if it was just, hey, I got a louder stereo than you, Jim Bob, you know, then that's probably not really what it was. But if they had, you know, microphones and equipment and, you know, meters and stuff out there, then that's what that was. It was actual competition. Otherwise, it was probably just, you know, no, it was it was just louder. It was just a friendly competition with uh, a judge or two standing there listening. And uh, I uh, and and you heard Destiny mention this in the interview about how her first modification was going to be to the sound system. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when I think of Jeep. I don't think a sound system uh, is is that uh, something that I am kind of out there by myself on, or how do you guys? I think feel about a lot it? of uh, something. Somebody from who has worked in the industry for for you know over a decade. Oh, I, can I we get him on that, here? Well, <laughs> you have him on. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. That, that uh, that's <laughs> it, part of it is uh-huh. an age thing, but also part of it is how much do you spend in your Jeep doing what? And if your if your Jeep is primarily a commuter, a daily driver. Right. You're spending most of your time in your Jeep driving to and from work. What are you doing? You're listening to the radio. That's about that and you're driving. Those are the only two things that you're doing in your Jeep. And so when you've got the driving thing covered, the next thing is going to be the sound. And so if, if going off road isn't part of your regular repertoire, then making Shame sure on that you. your average drive, <laughs> I know, right? Making sure that your average drive is as cool as it can be is going to be up there in the priority list. Yeah. Now I love, I love the sound. I love the music. I just, oh, yeah, when I'm too. thinking about spending a grand on something, it's, not, I'm not thinking about, you know, no. the sound system. I'm thinking about lockers or, you know, sliders or something like that. Um, so, uh, I, I just, I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. The beautiful Jeeps and, uh, some were very loud at loud sound system, but I got to ask you this. How good does a sound system have to be if you're listening to a podcast? 
like the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> Josh. I don't think they were blaring that during the contest, were they? <laughs> that would have been cool. I would have, I should have been in there and got, got them to put the Jeep, yeah, you should have. Jeep Talk Show on there. Next well, hey year, guys, right? Speaking of, uh, speaking of interviews, and we kind of teased this a little bit ago, but hey, next week's interview starting episode 301. It's going to be a whole new show, show format, guys. And we're going to have Ron North with Steer Smarts on to talk a little bit more about what they do for our Jeeps. And uh, Tammy uh, interviewed Ron um, pro- over a year ago, and it was a very good and interesting interview. So uh, you guys be around next week and uh, listen to that. Uh, it'll be, of course, it'll be available for download, and uh, may, we may even have it up uh, on the YouTube. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. Yeah, I know the weather temperatures right now are not really making you think that old man winter's around the corner, but he is going to be right around the corner. And it's important to be prepared out there because you never know what's going to happen. Having some important supplies and keeping your vehicle in top condition move the odds further in your favor. Putting a complete cold weather survival kit together only takes a few minutes. Most of the items can be found around your house or already in your Jeep. And that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend is getting my rig ready for winter. A kit capable of dealing with the most common on-road and off-road emergencies can be assembled for about $100. Now, the easiest route would be to buy a ready-made kit like those found in auto parts stores or on the Internet. But the quality of these kits is often poor. And what's worse is these kits usually only offer a small fraction of the items you actually need in an emergency. So the best route is to build your own kit that addresses your own personal needs as well as taking into account the climate in which you live and play. Now, I have put together a list on my blog, jeepmama.com, and the kit that I came up with already assumes that you have a spare tire, a jack, a lug wrench, to change those flat tires, plus your recovery gear kit. Now, they say a good kit should have the necessities in it to sustain two people for at least two days, and nothing should be skimped on. Most of the items on my winter survival kit are most likely already in your Jeep. Like I said, the full list is on my blog, just on the right-hand side of the page under checklists. But I thought I would highlight a few tonight just for um, this show and the couple of items that I felt were pretty necessary to, to bring out are a blanket. And they say a wool blanket is the best kind because of the wicking. Or you can get those survival blankets. Um, something that I thought was a good idea that I never thought of as I'm doing all this research, getting ready to get my kit together, was Tinder or Quick Spark Fire Starters. And, of course, matches, uh, waterproof matches, a folding shovel, which I have, um, a good knife or like a multi-tool, duct tape, and like a 9 by 12 foot tarp in case you need to construct a shelter. Something else that I found was this thing called a beacon. And so I looked it up, and it's a device that transmits your location even when you're off the grid. And you can find these on Amazon. Just search spot device. They are kind of pricey, but um, if you are overlanding or do a lot of backcountry off-roading, this would be a great thing to have. And if you do decide to buy it, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. That would be pretty cool for us. And 
Another item, and I don't think Tony has ever heard of this item before or even knows of it. Um, I brought mine here. I don't know. They're kind of hard to see. Um, it's called an ice scraper. That's a that's a um, Canadian shoehorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the little scraping part here and a little brush to brush off the snow. But this is something that you should have in your Jeep, too. Um, and if you don't, a uh, credit card works really well. Um, jumper cables. Now, th- I never realized this either, but you know, they, there's plenty of cheap made-in-China cables out there, but you need to be cautious. Cautious. It's recommended to get cables with multi-strand, four-gauge copper wire. The alligator clip should also be made of copper with pressed and crimped connections to the cables. Soldered connections should be avoided as the solder could potentially melt. Solid copper is always the best choice if you can afford it. And you'll want your jumper cables to be at least 12 feet in length, but longer is better. 16 is ideal for most situations, and this will allow you to get a jump from someone behind you if you need to. And if you have a truck, um, 20 feet is suggested. Now, another important item going into winter is making sure your vehicle has been serviced and you're keeping up that service because most emergencies can be prevented by keeping your vehicle in top condition. Some things to check on, um, cold weather makes a few of these even more important, such as ensuring your antifreeze level and type of mixture is good to go, putting that winter-specific no-freeze windshield wiper fluid in your fluid reservoir, and keeping the gas tank as close to full as possible at all times because you don't want the condensation to start getting in there. Check your heater and defroster now before the season kicks off in full force, and always check your spare tire periodically to ensure it's properly inflated and there's no cracking in the rubber. Now remember, tires have a shelf life, and the general rule is it's only good for about five years, I'm told, before the rubber starts to deteriorate. Now, for a complete list, don't forget to check it out on my blog at jeepmama.com. And if I've missed anything important, you guys should call in and leave us a voicemail and fill us in on what we're missing. And that number is 530-675-4102. Or you can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com. And I also shared a link on my blog for the complete off-road gear checklist and some getting ready to go off-road tips. So coming up later in the show, if it's time to wash the summer off your Jeep but aren't into hoses, sponges, and getting wet, then Josh has some tips for those who want to take the soft top through the car wash. Oh, uh, Josh and I are having too much fun in the chat room. It, it oh, hurts. Seriously. It hurts, I'm doesn't it, Tammy? <laughs> what? I'm missing it all. <laughs> Tammy's usually the one that's not paying oh, attention. Oh, that's not fun. I switched back and Josh is laying back in his chair because he's laughing so hard. You know, it would have been funny if he had uh, mistyped He's that. laughing at me. I see it now. I'm 30 seconds behind in the video. No, no, no. no. He's laughing at the chat room. He's <laughs> Josh, it would have been funny if he would actually mistyped that and, and typed in Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're not oh, in the chat times. room, so you good don't know times. what's going on. <laughs> Look, Tammy's feverishly catching up. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss that part a lot. Yeah, show. it's a lot of fun. I, 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 I thought that it would be be a blast having the chat room available there, uh, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> 
Well, hey guys, if you're looking for a source of Jeep tech info, how-tos, and a gathering of fellow like-minded Jeepers, then please head over to our forum, jeeptalkforum.com. Once there, you can engage with other Jeepers, ask questions, get answers to your build questions, check out show and shine and off-road picks, and read about events, modifications, and even find a selection of written transcripts from segments right here on the Jeep Talk Show. And if you're worried about how you're going to be treated, nah, don't worry. There's no flaming, no making fun, and of course, no such thing as a stupid question. Whether you're brand new to the Jeep world or you're on your 37th Jeep, there's something for every Jeeper over at jeeptalkforum.com. Yeah, and uh, speaking about uh, you know having fun as far as communicating, we're not going to be doing the live show, so the, the chat room won't be there for fun. But these uh, this, this forum, the Jeep Talk Forum, is still there for fun. We can you know we can talk about Jeeps just like we do on the show, and uh, you guys can talk back and you can uh, ask us questions. So we still kind of have the chat room available, but in a forum format. So uh, be sure and check out jeepforum.com, jeeptalkforum.com, jeepforum. Don't know those people. No, stay away from them. No, th- that's a good forum. I'm just I'm just messing with you. Anyway, uh, now it's time for you guys to mess with us uh, in reviews, but uh, I don't guess we really have any messing with us tonight. We just have uh, really nice uh, reviews for the show, uh, as usual, and we thank you guys very much. Yeah, that's right. And of course, we always read all of our reviews live on the air, guys, whether it's constructive criticism or just a pat on the back like what we're getting tonight. uh, We read it all. And we got one here from our iTunes account. uh, says, uh, well, actually, this one is from Anonymous. (laughs) I guess this was redacted, if you will. <laughs> anyway, they're trying to keep it all secret. He says, uh, g- he or she, get all your Jeep info and other fun. I've been trying to catch up on all the past shows, and I really enjoy the general Jeep knowledge and other fun. The host put a lot into the show, and it shows. The Wrangler segment is great. Well, thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It wasn't me. I didn't type that. And uh, I wonder wh- wh- who they are. You know, I'd like to think this is a, a celebrity of sorts. Maybe somebody in a high political office. Oh, very well could be. That doesn't want to uh, associate their name uh, with our show for uh, probably our own protection is what I'm thinking. So <laughs> so we had another, uh, not so much a review, but kind of an interesting mention. Now, uh, Josh mentions at the top of the show that we're part of the 4x4 Radio Network, and the Center Steer podcast is a part of that. Uh, we received uh, on our Twitter account, Jeep Talk Show, we uh, received this uh, this comment from uh, Center Steer podcast, which Interestingly enough, Center is spelled correctly in their Twitter account. But if you're looking for them online, it's C-E-N-T-R-E Steer uh, Podcast, which is the, you know, the British spelling. Of course, that's where the Land Rover's from. Anyway, uh, Center Steer Podcast, they say without a Jeep, there may have never been the Land Rover. Well, I just have point. to I just have to say, yeah, it's right. So the, the British were very impressed with our little uh, little Jeep that could that help uh, win World War II. Sorry, I was in the chat room. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we have Matt Hallstrand, um gave us five stars on Facebook. The whale noises and tinfoil hat conversations <laughs> keep me coming back for more each week. I can't wait to, for Tony to take his XJ wheeling. Someday it may happen. He could even just... Take his wife's TJ somewhere, and I'd be impressed. (laughs) I think we all would, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Tony, why don't you take your wife's TJ out? Uh, Honestly, it doesn't have um, the uh, quick, uh, not quick disconnects. I guess it is quick disconnects for the, uh, the front track bar. I mean, I could take it out on the trail. But as far as, yeah, the sway bar. Sway bar disconnects, yeah. 
or track bar. Yeah. Track bar track bar disconnect would be you cool. You don't want too. to disconnect your track bar, then that, that's the only thing that keeps the axle centered under the vehicle. That's so. what I'm saying. It'd be so, a lot of fun. Okay. So I went when I went on Trail Eleven, which mm-hmm. is a Jeep Badge of Honor trail, mm-hmm. we did that trail without disconnecting our sway bars. Wow. So why? We when I went with um Oh, I can't remember their name now. We interviewed them. The off-roading um, pl- uh, school in New York. That's when okay. I went, Why? Yeah. When we went with them, they wanted us to, sh- they wanted, not me, but they had beginners there. They wanted to show them the difference of what the Jeep could do oh, that makes sense. with and without. Yeah. And they were showing them that, you know, you, the one part that we went through, you know, of course, your wheels going to be, you know, your passenger side wheel was way up in the air. When the sway bar is disconnected, it w- wasn't going to be when you were off camber in the certain situations. But th- they were just trying to show you. So so you can take it out without the disconnects. Yeah, I'd rather not, though. I'd rather have it uh, yeah, all, all the tires on the ground as, as much yeah. as possible. Especially since, it's the, it. especially since it's the wife's cheap. Right. <laughs> yeah, we, also had, uh, Victor, we also had Victor Hawkins, uh, who gave us a five-star review through Facebook, but he didn't leave a comment, so we're going to go ahead and deduct 10 points. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> it, we, we love you taking the time to do a, a review. And, and honestly, Josh, some people may not know that you can type things in. They, must, yeah, they may think it's true. just click the stars, and uh, we appreciate anybody taking the time to uh, give us a review. Love hearing from you guys. You got tech questions? What do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Well, are those drive-through car washes actually okay for our soft tops or not? We had a question pop up over at JeepTalkForum.com where someone was asking about whether it was a good idea to run their Wrangler with a soft top through a drive-through car wash. Any of the car wash places are, for the most part, fine for the soft tops. You might want to stay away from some of the gas station ones, though. I think their maintenance schedules on some of them leave a little something to be desired, and they may leave a little something behind on your paint or top, too. Look, yes, the chemicals are a little harsh in most of these places. Biodegradable claims are not. And some of the brushes in these places aren't super paint or vinyl window friendly either and probably aren't cleaned regularly for that matter. So make sure if you're one who cares about the finish of their Jeep but need to drive through the occasional car wash that you pick one that has a good reputation. Usually ones near rich neighborhoods or near the business districts of downtown are a safe bet. Wouldn't want to scratch the paint on that least Jag, Benz, or Beamer now, would we, Buffy? (laughs) Oh, and don't get me started on those cheapo spray waxes that you pay extra for. They are garbage, plain and simple. They don't last through the first good rain and certainly don't do our soft tops any favors at all. They leave residues that soak into the top's material, and they leave waxy stains. And the teenage attendant that couldn't pronounce the first ingredient anyways certainly isn't going to have the smarts or wherewithal to warn you ahead of time. So if you're taking the soft top through the wash, skip the wax. The key here is what you do when you get home. The first thing's first. You want to dry. You want that top dry. That means all the flaps, zippers, and seams too. This extra little bit of drying and wipe down that the air dry on the way out of the car wash or your drive home didn't get will not only get some of the dust and debris the car wash missed off, but also gives you the chance to wipe away any bust or dust or bugs that you picked up on the way home too. Now, once that's out of the way, you can begin the most important part of owning a soft top. You condition it. Most soft top owners think that a high-grade nylon canvas top is something that will always last a lifetime. And if you hand wash, hand detail, and garage your Jeep endlessly while never taking it off-road or driving it in the rain, then yes, it probably will. But for the 99.9% of us that this doesn't apply to, 
we have elbow grease. Okay, no, not literally the grease secreted from your elbow. But taking the time to clean, condition, and maintain your soft top to ensure it will last a lifetime no matter how much life you throw at it. Best Top makes a decent conditioner that is purpose intended to work with work best with their tops. <clears throat> no, no pun intended. <laughs> and a product that's been around for ages that comes with the highest of reputations in aerospace, whitewater rafting, hunting, and a dozen other industries. I've used it myself and swear by it. I've talked about it here on the show before, and I swear I'm not getting a penny from them. It's called 303 Protectant, and you can find it using our link at Amazon.com slash Jeep Talk Show. At less than $12 a bottle, it's a small investment that will go a long ways to not only making your top look better than it ever has before, but making sure it will last long enough that you can joke with your grandkids about detailing the Jeep with elbow grease. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an info email at info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. Yeah, we've mentioned uh, info at jeeptalkshow.com uh, several times tonight, and that is a great way to um, – <laughs> sorry, Josh is uh, recovering, and he's uh, having a, a coughing fit at the, at the moment. Uh, so that is a great way to contact all three of us. And if you guys have an event or you know of event, uh, an event coming up, uh, please send it to us. We love uh, letting everybody know about it. And uh, don't care if it's something for profit or it has something to do with you uh, and you're concerned about the uh, free advertising aspect of it. Just send it in to us. We'll, we'll put it on the air. It's, it's not yeah, an we'll, issue. We'll make the decision. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not an issue. I mean, you know, if it's uh, naked jeeping or something like that, we'll want pictures, but we may not talk about it on the air. <laughs> Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after the beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. TJ here. Tacklebox on the forums. And even though uh, Tony made fun of me in a previous podcast that doesn't sound like me. post on the forum about the <laughs> campfire background noises, I decided to call in and say, hey. Um, <laughs> first off, I wanted to thank Tammy for... Uh, uh, she sent me the uh, right line uh, roll bar bag, and that's been pretty cool. It's on the YJ. Um, we keep our winch pendants in there, uh, a couple extra things. Uh, I like to keep an extra spare towel in there because, you know, you always got to know where your towel is, <laughs> and it's always handy to have one in a topless Jeep, right? So uh just wanted to say, hey, keep up the good work. Um 96XJ here in the 88YJ. Tony will be happy to know that XJ is, um, black, I mean red, yeah. YJ is white and black, so sorry, Tony. But, uh, so keep up the good work. Wanted to tell Tammy thanks for the right line roll bar bag. And, uh, enjoy listening to you guys whenever I have the chance, which is pretty much every day. Awesome. So, <laughs> You know, a daily podcast would be good because like, I've, I've told you guys material a couple different times. So uh, I broke my shoulder earlier earlier this oh, summer, man. though, so I haven't been able to do much of anything in the garage or with the Jeeps or anything for the last couple of months. So That's a tough one. Um, I'm catching up on past episodes now that I normally would have listened to when I was uh, out on my walks or bike rides or in the garage. So uh, just keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, 
More Nikki G. Yeah, more <laughs> Nikki G. Yeah. He's funny. Later. <laughs> yeah, he that is. guy is funny. Thanks, Taco Box, man. Love you. Thanks for uh, for chiming in, buddy. And uh, yeah, Tony gives everybody a hard time, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a defect I have. <clears throat> so uh, the uh, the interesting thing is, is that one of the things that he just said was that, you know, he listens on walk out in the garage, uh, all these places. And this is why the audio podcast is king. Uh, and we love the video. We, we, we put on a decent video thing here, too. But uh, nobody watches YouTube while they're driving to work. I hope to God not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a new trend, everybody. <laughs> I'm and, kidding. And I know why everybody likes Tammy the best. She always gives people stuff. That's what it is. Oh, I, you know, I thought yeah. the most interesting thing he said was the uh, the reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but uh, that might oh, be. Oh, yeah. was it? I, I thought of that, but I didn't. it didn't seem to be very real blatant. I'm hoping at least a couple other people out there picked up on that. I did. But, uh, thanks, I, Tacklebox. That was that was good stuff. But. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly what I thought about when he said, make sure you keep your towel handy. Uh, anyway, so let's get over to uh, Johnny Juliet. Up, cheap talk show. It's Joliet Johnny. Uh, Always get that backwards. <laughs> wife finally got to drive a Wrangler. Decided she didn't oh. like it. Oh it my felt God. too big. <gasps> oh. When's Backup the divorce? Camera and using financing they're offering on not JKs or JKUs. We now have another Renegade. <laughs> One has the My Sky, which she really wanted. And uh, it's yellow. Um, huh. Makes the house easier to find because of the <laughs> 20 houses on my street. Yeah. Um, teen are white. So having a yellow car in the driveway makes it easier, especially uh, the hours I've been working lately. And uh, oddly enough, she is actually on my ass to buy a uh, Angler. So. I really don't want to sell the Cherokee to buy a Wrangler, but it kind of looks like that's where it's going. I, I, I'm not gonna buy one unless it's red, because we all know that's the proper color for Jeeps. All right, take care. Keep up the good work. You know, I used to like this guy a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, but... I was just gonna say the same thing. Uh... Check him off my friend list. <laughs> Josh has this big smile. else is not getting a Christmas card this year. <laughs> Josh has this big smile until the, the red sucking up starts. Uh, no, the, I just, I'll just point this out. And everything we see from Jeep on the new things, the new uh, uh, vehicles coming out, they show red. Because, because red of that one catches spy photo. the eye. <laughs> There's one photo. What part of it. always did you not understand? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've been told too many times not to correct you on the air. That's right. right. Never correct me in person. <laughs> <laughs> in public. Yeah, in public. All right. Well, let's get over to uh, some Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh. I'd like to apologize last week for my vacuum cleaner joke. Yeah, I know it really sucked. <laughs> and uh, so this week I want to talk about uh, gay marriage in North Carolina. I don't know if it's following it in the news in your part of the world or not, but it's pretty big news here. Uh, people are pro, people are con, they're arguing back and forth about it. And, uh, they say it's a moral issue because we, we live in the Bible Belt. <laughs> but uh, I think it's because there's just no room in the driveway for two trucks and two Jeeps. And uh, before you send in your angry letters, uh, I'm all for gay rights. 
No, I'm all for gay marriage. I think, uh, why should the straight people be the only ones miserable? Yeah, that's true. Right, boys and girls, I will chat to you later. You have a good one. Bye. And the tinfoil hat goes back on. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nikki G's a lot funnier when he takes the, the hat off, so that's why he writes with the with a hat off. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from Nikki G. We always enjoy that. And, uh, boy, uh, vacuum humor. You can't go wrong there. So he used to say bathroom humor. You never go wrong with a potty joke. That was one of the – he hasn't done a potty joke in a while. I'll predict oh, – don't, don't encourage him. I'll predict <laughs> – God. <laughs> I'll predict that starting he's with like genuinely concerned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll predict for episode three hundred one, we'll have a party a potty joke. <laughs> oh Lord! All righty, Tammy, take it away. Well, this is it. Josh? Yours? No, Josh. Josh, pick this one. Well, take it away. Take I it away from I Josh. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> take it. Some, please. Somebody, just read a damn. Now, thing. this is uh, stuff we we pick out each and every week. Uh, well, not each and every week, but at least a couple times a, a month or so about stuff that we think is in that must-have part of the list. You know, we always have stuff that we'd like to have for our jeeps, and there's stuff that we must have. This is one of these things that I think is going to be up in the priority list for a lot of people. This is the Daystar Jeep JK Wrangler Upper Dash Panel Kit. Now, this is this thing is only $30, but if you're looking for the best way, the most secure way, the most secure off-the-shelf way to mount your smartphone, GPS unit, or a small tablet while in your Jeep, well, this is the one to do it. Uh, it fits all 2011 through 2016 Jeep Wrangler JK and JKUs. Uh, this fits in that upper dash panel, little pocket area. It's a perfect fit for it. Has some pockets for some other smaller things, and then gives you a raised platform to actually secure your smartphone sideways the way it should be. And uh, it, this is this is it's gotten a lot of great reviews, guys. Over a four and a half star review on um, on Amazon, uh, and of course you can get this through Amazon using our link. Uh, just make sure you go to jeeptalkshow.com/amazon. And uh, like I said, it's less than thirty bucks. So uh, pick one up and let us know what you think. Have y'all noticed it's starting to get a little cooler? Uh, fall is in the air. Not uh, here. It was Eighty-eight degrees here. What was yeah. it? How much? Jeez. How that was eighty eight. Eighty eight. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, for for right. Houston, it's it's not bad. You know, oh, yeah, no. we haven't talked about this in a really long time. Uh, I, I don't think everybody really knows that uh, uh, myself, Tammy, and Josh are located in two very different geographical locations in the United States. Three, three, three. technically. Well, There's, I mean, where I am, I'm, is on, really I'm on the west coast. You're on the south coast, and she's on the east coast. <laughs> yeah, Tammy's in Maryland. Josh is in Oregon. Uh, where they, they legally have to hug a tree at least 37 minutes a day. And uh, I'm down here in the Houston, Texas area, specifically Katy, Texas, which is about 20 miles uh, west of Houston. And I'm yeah, sure so everyone heard about Katy on the news a lot. Bunch of different corners of the United States, guys. So that's why we all sound a little bit differently. One of these days when uh, the show gets really successful and we're picked up by satellite radio or something fancy like that, then uh, we'll have the official Jeep Talk Show studios that we'll be able to fly into every day on our in our Lear jets. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, actually, it, actually, it'll be flying pigs that we'll be on. Yeah, right. <laughs> when, when that <laughs> day <our> comes, <laughs> right? they'll be flying pigs. When that pigs. day comes, yes. <laughs> all right, Josh, give us some head well, news. Yeah, I, I wish I did have some news. I guess no news is good news. Um, That's I, I true. don't know. Now, I, I, you guys have heard that that uh, my, my Jeep's been down for a while, um, doing a lot of work on it, basically rebuilding the engine. And uh, I have the head in for some work right now um, to D&D &D Machine, one of the, the, the best 
reputable places here in the Portland metro area and one of the only places that really knows their Jeep stuff when it comes to machine work. Um, and, uh, and I told them, I was like, hey, whether it's two weeks or two months, I really don't need this thing right away. So, you know, put it low on your priority list. Well, it's been a while now and I haven't heard from them in, I think it's been about a month now. So I'm going to give them a call next week and just kind of get an update, see, um, you know, make sure they haven't lost it, <laughs> make sure they <laughs> still have my contact information and all that sort of it's stuff. It's running and, great uh, on Todd's Jeep. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, no, I'm just going to get it kind of get, get an update and, uh, and, and just, you know, re reaffirm to them, Hey, you know, no rush still just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that you guys, uh, still have me on the list. So, oh yeah. Well, of course, you're going to take some pictures of it, right? I mean, you, the, the oh, when it's done, yeah. The head no, looks I'll, so I'll actually probably put it on done. a tripod and have it here standing behind me uh, for the for the, sh the next <laughs> show. Put a uh, a windscreen on the end of it and act it like it's a microphone, <laughs> a big 700 pound microphone. How much? How much yeah, do those things weigh? At least 100 pounds, right? Oh, at least a hundred pounds. I'm going to say, if not more, um, I, I mean, it is a more. giant chunk of iron. So, and there's a lot that's in it as well. So yeah, I mean, that, that's, it's a lot of metal guys and it's a long block. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a big chunk of metal and, and it's, it's not light, but I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a big, strong guy, you can lift it by yourself. No problem. Um, yeah. you know, your wife might have a harder time trying to get this thing off the, off the cart, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's, it's easy enough to manhandle. If there's two people around, then it's really easy. But. It's uh, it's great for cracking walnuts. Uh, you just gotta be, it's all about the control. If you want there to be any nut left. Or cracking your own if you drop it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're holding it, holding it wrong, if it's that close. All right, Tammy. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot about those rear uh, seat incline parts. How's that going? Um, well, I just got them in the mail today. Oh, that took um, a while. Well, no, I just ordered them. Well, you took a while. Oh, the order yeah. one. I, for some reason, I thought they were in last week, but it was—I think it was last week when you ordered them. So, oh, yeah, okay. I and gotcha. I ordered them from—I um, didn't order them from like a company. I ordered them from a guy who makes them, and Sid. like the ones on ex uh, Gary. I, <laughs> I ordered them from Sid, <laughs> and the, the ones extreme terrain cells. <laughs> are like this hardened plastic stuff. I forget what. Yeah, it's probably going to be like urethane Des or a, uh, a polyurethane or a UHMW yeah, or something like that. Yeah, Deslin or something I think it was called, but it was like this Mescal. compacted, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly. But it these like are made. Metal. Yeah, Wait these are aluminum. <laughs> and the, and they, they have the little holes and there's, you know. Um, and he doesn't give bolts because he says you what should just use. bastard. No, you should just use the ones that are already in your Jeep. Oh, oh there you go. My mistake. Perfect. Right. Yeah, if the hardware's using, already there, you know, might, as, might as well. Right. Yeah. And those, right. And, you know. Is that all there so is anyway, to it? Two blocks? I have. Two blocks with a hole? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it basically just four, inclines the seat a little bit. Yeah. Four of or, the thicker kinds. And then three of these. And his are actually made to where you, um, to where the the floor mat won't get messed up with it. So tell people what I'll this thing is again. Oh, it's the these are the rear seat incline um, inserts to help your pass your back seat your rear seat incline a little more so it's a little bit more comfortable because everybody complains even my kids about how uncomfortable it is to ride in the back of a jeep. So it's not. The perfect dancer. It's not luxury driving once you put them in, but it's just a little bit better. So um, I bought them from Gary, 
he's works in a machine shop and he made these and he sells them and so i'm going to put them on my rear seat maybe this weekend hopefully um and i'll let you guys know what my kids think so very good it's now, not a, it's not an adjustable thing you put them yeah. in and it, it re- reclines the seat a little bit and now there's a uh i think of incline as being harder I, maybe we could call this a decline because it would go back and make it easier <laughs> well i think if if it moves the the front of the seat like where your knees would come it moves that up a little oh so it doesn't do anything to the back at all it's just the the bottom of the seat well i mean i guess the back would go back a little i don't know i'm i'm not quite sure uh, you know, you might want to scotch guard your back seat because it sounds like to me you're going to have a great place to collect Coke when it spills. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, uh, I think next week, maybe you guys can help me, um, Clyde and who else was in the Clint in the chat room. I think I gave some misinformation about jumper cables. So. Um, well, you said four, four gauge and I think uh, Clyde was saying it should be two. Right, but I was talking about copper, and apparently there's a difference um, between copper construction and solid copper. So, um, anyway, I'll fix well, you, that and have some information next week. Or maybe right. Josh can do something in Tech Talk. Well, about, it's always it's always stranded copper that you use. I mean, I can't imagine a solid core copper uh, cable uh, being used. I mean, that would break too easily. Right, and that's what they said. Oh, okay. Learn something. Yeah. Well, they know, they know what they're talking about then because they agree with me. Yep. All right. Um, and then, I don't know if you guys can see it really good. It's actually getting pretty good, bad, getting better. New tattoo? Yeah. They ran out of purple? Yeah. No, and it's this, I have a huge bruise on my arm, and there was like lots of little cuts here. I got a rope burn from my um, terrain, terrain run. I was going to ask you how that, how that went for you, Tammy. Oh, she got was... disqualified because she was crawling on top of the monkey bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was so. It was extremely hard. Lots of upper body obstacles. Um, there's a couple of videos on my YouTube that are pretty funny. My husband was cracking up at me. I um, was doing the splits on these this one obstacle because Yeesh. you have to you have to see it. Yeah, but it was really a lot of upper body strength was needed on this one. And I attempted the obstacles. Some of them I wasn't able to do because I just didn't have the upper body strength and a lot of other people were able to do them but they were do they do these races as a team so you help each other oh you know it's kind of like that military um teamwork right. you know helping well, each I mean, other over your the husband was out there helping you right kind of he no he was videotaping <laughs> me and he, he did like at you. <laughs> right he did kind of push the little rope closer to me oh see there you go. So yeah, uh, no, I, yeah he was I was laughing at me. I was I saw some of those videos, and I'll just point out that you were not the only woman that had a hard time with the monkey bars. There was more than you no. taking a bath in there. So uh, there was a big and, a big pool at the bottom of the yeah, monkey bars. It was nasty. And actually, the guy behind me, um, he didn't even make it past the first one either. So. Oh wow. It's a little yeah. difficult, especially if you start putting some weight on. Uh, you know, your your arms are not used yep. to to holding up that weight. So well, and Tammy slathered up all the bars with mud, so that really screwed everybody right. up. So exactly, <laughs> well, my if hands you, were filthy. If you, if you watch closely, she's going <laughs> as she's trying uh-huh. to go across there. So she was greasing them up. Now uh, well, it looked like a lot of fun, Tammy, and kudos to you for going out there because you knew you were going to have problems with some of those things, and you you, you tackled them anyway. Yeah. 
as I got out of the, the mud, we crawled through this mud, over this mud hill, into this mud pit. And as I'm running, I'm running next to this one guy, and I go, did that kind of smell like cow poop to you? And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, that's I what got, happens when grass and mud get all mixed up yeah. together. Yeah, that's what it smells Nasty. like. Yeah. So I sprayed down all my cuts with Bactine when I got in the car. Uh, that's not oh, a bad idea. Bet. Not a bad <laughs> idea at all. So, so any any major injuries, Tammy? Just this little cut, cuts and bruises. Is that all? And none of your yeah. teammates suffered any broken bones or anything like that. No, nope. got airlifted Actually, out or nothing like that. There was not me. There was a girl who fell from the top of one, and they had to <laughs> call the ambulance in. But oh. I came out with just some scrapes. So, are you going to do it again? Yes. There's actually one. There's actually one this uh, Halloween weekend. It's a zombie obstacle race where there's oh, zombies. So, chasing oh, they put you, put you up in makeup and costumes and stuff, right? Yeah, and the zombies are chasing you, trying to grab your flag. Um, oh, and excuse me. Your flag oh. taken away. You're a zombie, and you flag. got flag. <laughs> flag. Flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah. Zombies, um, <laughs> zombies know no boundaries. They'll grab anything yeah. they can get. So, guys, so just remember that. I'd like to do that one, but well, that should be fun. So, I'm, I imagine that's going to be around or near the end of the month uh, for the yeah. holiday. Oh, that makes yep. sense. Yep. So, Tammy, yep. what you got to be working on? You don't really need to be out there on the monkey bars, but but that, of course that would help you uh, to get ready for you know the next one or the next year. Uh, get you one of those uh, hand grip uh, exercisers because that's really what you have to do. Uh, the monkey bars really is all about swinging and being able to hold on with oh, one hand. Yeah. And it, it grip wants, strength. Yeah, grip strength. So you could actually uh, just be uh, increasing your grip uh, while you're uh, uh, supposed to be, you know, not not in the chat room and supposed to be right. watching what's going on the show. Right. I could just. It's, it's the thing that you squeeze, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, gets all the American Ninja Warriors uh, in those big uh, oh, yeah. obstacle courses is is the lack of grip strength and it just gives out on them and and yep. then they fall. You don't need as much uh, if you don't weigh weigh a lot, but if you weigh a lot and you're still trying to yeah. accomplish it, and I'm I'm really talking about myself. Uh, if no, if I, I was trying to do it, I know how about uh, losing weight, how that's going to happen. So I might as well uh, work on my uh, grip strength <laughs> and then hope for the best. Uh, but yeah, if you could get out there and get some monkey bar time, uh, you could really show them up next year. Clyde goes shake weight. Yep, I need to shake a lot of weight. Oh God, what a hilarious commercial <laughs> that, that was! Thing. <laughs> oh man, that that was oh, I couldn't oh, stop Clyde. laughing. That was great. Uh, good reference there. Timely reference, as Josh yeah, would say. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything really new to to talk about. I still got to replace the uh, the transfer case chain. Uh, I I'm really waffling on a 231 swap and i hate that because it's going to be hundreds of dollars but uh it would be nice to be able to have a transfer case that i could rely on uh i, I did after doing some research specifically going to xjtalk.com and uh, looking up some of my past posts it has been a long time since i replaced that chain ah uh. i have not used it though is the part that pisses me off <laughs> because it, i've been driving around well, in two-wheel drive yeah, that chain is, from what I understand, is always moving. Though. It is always in motion. It is definitely always yeah. in motion. Uh, as long as you don't have uh, aftermarket uh, uh, locking hubs put in there, it, mm -hmm. it is, if the front tires are, are moving, the front is uh, going to be turning that uh, uh, that transfer case. So yeah. uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about just go ahead and getting the uh, input and output uh, gears and a new chain to go in there and just making sure that I get a good quality chain. I'm not saying I didn't have one in there. But it's it like I said it's been in there for about five years. So uh, if I can uh, if I can get the chain and the gears and put it in there, it's not a big job. I've done it several times before, unfortunately. Yeah. 
uh, and then uh, maybe I can start trying to source a uh, MP231 and uh, start that process. So whenever this one goes out, I can uh, have the bezel so that it'll be it'll show the the proper uh, uh, settings for the 231 instead of the 242, and uh, be ready and uh, in a pinch. So easy I, swap, Tony. I just was going to say sure that the, it shouldn't be more than range matches up, and because uh, that's just going to be as far as your shift selector right. uh, sending unit goes, and uh, and match the transmission for the uh, for the input shaft spline yeah. count. That's yeah. that's really your only two concerns. Uh, other than that, it's going to bolt up exactly the same. Your drive shaft's going to bolt up exactly the same. There's no difference in length or anything like that. So I mean, well, at least not enough to where you're going to. I'd have to get another. To about it. I'd have to get another Tom Woods uh, SYE. Uh, to go into the 230 you would have to do that yes. which is kind of the the downside but the that thing that i the... really love is the aftermarket support on the 231 with the wider chain yeah. and uh, oh you know making it stronger and beefier and you uh, have to do some research though but there there you can build a super 242 it, there it is out there using components from uh, a 242c uh, transfer case which i believe they Ooh. put into the h2s the the hummer the little mini hummers I'm, um, I'm but, uh, yeah, there's, you get a six set planetary gear set that you can throw in there as well. I mean, there, you can build up a 242 to make it super, even, even with that inch and a half wide chain or, or whatever oh, they that's chain. Great to know. So, I mean, but you have to dig and you're going to be using components that aren't Jeep, you know, that aren't supposed to go into that transfer case, but they are compatible. So it, it's a bit of a kind of a workaround, but there are options for you. You're just going to have to do a lot of research. I, I really like my MP242. Really like it. I just wish, uh, you know, if it doesn't stop chasing, stretching chains, it's it's going to be history. Well, speaking of history, uh, we need to get out of here. We uh, run, ran along yeah, again ooh. this week. It's a lot of fun yep. doing this show, and we get get to talking and having a bunch of fun. So uh, uh, speaking of fun, where can uh, these folks get some wheeling wear, Josh? Yeah, we're, well, there's all kinds of things going on. In fact, this weekend, as we are recording the show, we have the big off-road expo happening in Pomona, California. So if you guys are planning on going to that, which you should, it's going to be huge and it's going to be awesome. Please let us know. Give us a call. Let us know what you guys thought, what you saw, and all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to know more about that, head over to offroadexpo.com. Uh, coming up here next week, we have uh, Trail Hero. This is a big event, guys. World-class facility, Sand Hollow, Hurricane Utah. For all the information about this and, and what it is and, and what they're doing, guys, no off-road event has ever done anything like what these guys are doing. So go check out thetrailhero.com. We also have the Fall Crawl coming up October 14th and the 15th in Gore, Virginia. Or, uh, in, yeah, Virginia. Uh, for more information, head over to bigdogsoffroad.com. This is an open-to-the-public event. They got night runs, a rollover Jeep, which you guys have got to check out, a teeter-totter, RTI ramp. It's a two-day event, free survival training classes for everybody who shows up, Proceeds benefit the Gore Volunteer Fire Department, so go check them out. BigDogsOffRoad.com. I also have the Ocala, Florida Jeep Club presenting Jeeptoberfest. This is going to be a cool one, guys. October 14th to 15th, Ocala, Florida. Uh, for more information, head over to CollegeJeepClub.com slash Jeeptoberfest, or just type in Jeeptoberfest in Google, and you'll go right there. Jeeptoberfest is one of the largest Jeep-only events in the Southeast. Uh, this annual event, uh, annual fundraiser event of the Ocala Jeep Club will be held October 20th, 21st, and the 22nd. Three-day event, guys, at the Market of Marion in Bellevue. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Once again, OcalaJeepClub.com slash Jeeptoberfest. I sure am glad to hear that, uh, you know, after the devastating hurricane hitting Florida, that there's uh, events happening this this quickly afterwards. 
I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some, uh, you know, recovery and some aid talk about how to get things, you know, get some stuff out to people who really need it going on there as well. So I would imagine there's going to be a, a, a large presence of people there wanting to help others. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely want to go check that out. And if you're in the area, Jeepers, head out there, man, to help out, help out the other Jeepers and, and help out the people who need it. Yep. Hey, uh, real quick, I forgot to mention in um, chat. I got all my Jeep badges in. Two more came in yesterday. Oh, Yay. wow. How many? Do, so are you going to have room for all these? Or <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like, I almost was going to remove the Jeep Talk Show podcast sticker, <gasps> but Fired. I didn't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, my, son, <laughs> my son's like, no, you don't have to remove it. Just, you know, do this. So I have five. Well, you could actually stick them on top. Yeah, uh, I, there's it's a big line right straight across. So. Yeah, I mean the it's a big it's, it's a big logo. Yeah, I think if you ask him nicely, Tony might be able to hook you up with another sticker though. Yeah. What to put over those? They'll, they'll just come <laughs> out of your paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that thing's getting kind of kind of little. Getting kind of skinny, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, guys, if you know of an off-road event coming up, well, shoot us an email with some details. Been to a Jeep event recently? Let us know what you thought and what you saw. Call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102 and leave a message night or day. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, take a moment to fill out our survey. We just want to know who's listening to us. Uh, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey, and you'll help Josh get over his cough that much faster. Hey, include us in your tweets, (laughs) hashtag Jeep Talk Show, and see your tweet on YouTube. Use hashtag JTS Live. That's hashtag Jeep Talk Show and hashtag JTS Live. Well, we love hearing from our listeners. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Google+. Just go to your favorite social media and search for Jeep Talk Show. You'll find us. Hey, join us on the Jeep Talk Forum. Pictures, stories, more detail on how to or ask questions of the host. That's jeeptalkforum.com. Hey, and call us anytime and leave us a voicemail at 530-675-4102, and you could hear it on the show. That's right. And don't forget, we have a free application for your phone or tablet. Just go to the Apple Store, Google Play, and search for Jeep Talk Show. Once installed, be sure to check the box, download latest three episodes, and you'll have hours of entertainment with or without internet access. So this is the last live episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, the, the podcast, the audio podcast is still going on though. So don't stop listening. Damn it. Long and strong, baby. (laughs) So episode 301 starts next week. We will not be here for the live show, but you will be able to catch YouTube snippets, uh, right here on this channel. So be sure and subscribe. So you don't miss out all those little things that Tammy and Josh and I hold up to the camera because we're still going to be recording the video. It just won't be live. You can always find us at youtube.com slash Jeep talk show and all the past episodes. Uh, well, uh, I guess around 100 or, uh, or so are out there for you to watch. Lots of entertainment. And making a purchase online or at Amazon, be sure and go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first. Hey, folks, and you can follow me on my Jeep journey at www.jeepmama.com. And if you need a voice for your product or business, be sure to check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com or reach out to me at josh at thevoiceofjosh.com. 
So that's it for seconds. this week, guys. Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, be sure to t- tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. So no matter where you're wheeling, you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Because we're outdoor recreation and wheeling spots in as good, if not better, condition than the one they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Send designated trails no wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. And remember to never play the outro music before you're supposed to. <laughs> I was going to say, I started it before I was supposed to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Since 2010.